everyone. Welcome back to the Garrison Group podcast. Woo. Oh, are we on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're on. We've been oh. on. All right, let's just drop that music and get it started. Yes. Jacob the producer. Oh boy. So we are back. It is volume two. Uh, as always, I'm Josh Jean-Baptiste. Quinn 2G. Phil Lago. And we are the Garrison Group. That's right. Out of PSR Brokerage. Uh, so today we are going to talk about a few topics. We are going to circle back on the King Street pilot. Yes, because it is in full effect now. Oh, and One Quinn week later. absolutely <laughs> loves it. No, not happy about it. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about uh, Treb's recent young professional survey. Yes. So they surveyed a bunch of professionals, 18 to 39, and got their, I guess, opinions and stuff on the real estate market. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about museum flats yes. and projects when they get canceled. Uh, obviously not a good time when projects get canceled. We're going to talk about that. And then... Um, Final topic is... I think that's it. That's what we're talking about today. Right? Yeah, short and sweet. So yeah, yeah, keep it short. Perfect. All right, so YPS. Le- let's start off with YPN. <laughs> let's try that first. Again. <laughs> no, Young Professional Survey. No, Young Professional, professional Network Survey. Oh, okay. yeah. Whoops. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> YPN. Yeah, YPN. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the YPN. So Treb did a survey of young professionals, like we just said, eighteen to thirty-nine. So they wanted to get an idea of kind of what people's thoughts are on the market, young people, right? Because, I mean, we're the biggest group of new buyers in the market, right? So uh, there was a couple of interesting stats that they put out there. I don't that we want to bore you with stats, but the one that... The headliner stat. The, the headliner stat that kind of irked me a little bit and what Trev decided to put out there was that 81% of young professionals don't want to buy a condo. And they just put that out there with no context. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of threw that out into the wild and had people digest it. Mm-hmm. So um, So what's the background to that? 81% don't want to buy condos versus houses or don't want to buy condos versus... Well, so the funny thing with this survey is that they actually didn't put out any of the questions of the survey, the actual results. They just kind of threw out an infograph. So right, 81% of people don't want to buy so condos. 81% of young professionals. Yeah. Right? They don't want to buy a condo. Sorry. So... What is that? Did, did they ask that question at a vacuum? They didn't because there's a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. great questions in there and some good stats. But it, I mean, the reason why it irked me is that, let me put it this way. So, Quinn, mm-hmm. if I said, oh, look, there's a beautiful Mercedes GLE right there. Mm-hmm. If I could give you that beautiful Mercedes or this Pontiac <laughs> minivan from 1994, it's which the Pontiac, no, the Mercedes. <laughs> Quinn wants to just roll around in that Pontiac. Of course, Quinn's going to pick the Mercedes. Yeah, right. I want the Mercedes. So you ask most young people if they could own a home mm-hmm. or a residence, would you want a house or a condo? Not surprisingly, 81% of the people said, yeah, I don't want a condo, right? Now... 
reason why this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. is that if you go elsewhere in the infographs that Trev put out there, you'll find that, what was it, like 60% of young people want to live close to the core. Um, there was a whole bunch of stats saying that like they didn't want to commute. There's a whole bunch of stuff just saying essentially to sum it all up, they want to live in the city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right? Phil's digging up the stats right now because Phil fact checks and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so if, if most people want to live downtown, if we just remove all economics from this, right? Yeah. We all know houses are more expensive than condos. We all know that. But if we just kick that out the window right now and just look at physical space, you can't build more houses in the downtown core. There's just not, there's, phys- no there's physically not enough space. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand the point of Treb putting out a stat like 81% of people don't want a condo when really the only type of new product available mm-hmm. is condos. Well, yeah, it's sort of contradicting <laughs> what Treb's trying to do, which is encourage more development, encourage more growth. And the yeah. second you're putting out there, 80% of, 81% of uh, millennials don't want to live in a condo, it's sort of negating the, the progress you're trying to make because mm-hmm. yeah. you're saying, let's build all these condos, but by the way, millennials don't want them, which is also not really i mean it's true that their preference is to live in a house mm-hmm. yeah but the majority of millennials also think there needs to be more condos built and should be increased density and and all of this so, i think they just need to output more data on how they got to this well and I it's funny because they, they change their headline structure like exactly writing yeah. their copy for their headlines it's just and not that it's an easy job writing copy is a very difficult job but it was definitely a very poor stat yep. to, to pick at as the highlight. We could have picked here, for example, 21% of millennials own or earn over 150K, 19% between 100 and 150K, 14% yep. 80 to 100K. That means 55% of millennials on their own mm-hmm. can afford up to a $600,000 house which would have been a great stat to put out there yeah. giving hope to millennials that yeah you actually earn enough income that you can afford to purchase a, yeah. a property condo mm-hmm. yeah or a house depending on where you are yeah but instead they put out this stat 80 percent of millennials don't want to live in condos so yeah. it's sort of bs mm-hmm. whatever um but yeah i love some I of love- the stats that we got out, out oh, of Oh, there's some great stats in there. Yeah, yeah let's, just, let's just not push the 80% because what tends to happen is these headlines get picked. Mm-hmm. So that's the headline they're picking. Yep. News stories pick it up and that's what they're promoting. For example, when you get into rank increases, you put a crazy headline out there. That's the one that the people pick up because they don't want to actually read through the infograph. And <laughs> no one that's wants what gets to put, read. And that's what gets put out there. So yeah. yeah. Good on you, Trev, for doing the survey. Bad on you for writing pretty crappy copy. I think it just kind of speaks to the fact that, I mean, you see this in a lot of industries. It's in the old boys who still run things at Trev, mm-hmm. right? I guess, I mean, As- maybe it's their ideals that everyone should be living yeah. in a house, but not everyone can live in a house in the downtown core. For sure. Uh, and personally, like me, I I prefer condos. I would love a yeah. large condo and, well, and 20% over and a house. Tw- and you and... Yeah, 20% of the population would rather own a condo, which I think to me is actually surprising because I would think more people would actually prefer to live in a house. I feel like if you given the option, it would be 90%, but mm-hmm. yeah. apparently it's 80%, which is really interesting. Yeah, but um, 
yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. I think we're all just kind of in agreement that Trem needs to mm-hmm. change up the way things are done because... Uh, Tighten up the writing. Tighten up the writing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fake news. Fake news. <laughs> you hear about fake not news fake all the time. News. Uh, well, it's not Twist, fake. Twisted, twisted news. Twisted news, right? Um, so let's launch into uh, another topic. Yes. Let's talk about... Museum flats. Museum flats. Yeah. Castle yeah. Point. Numa. The yeah. developer. So Castle Point Numa, they're a pretty decent developer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done some pretty cool buildings um, in and around the city. Museum uh, Flats was going to be a cool building. Yeah, Museum it Flats was really be cool. nice. Well, Architects and, Alliance were the guys on board for that. Yeah, and if we back it up a little bit, I mean, they actually master plan this beautiful community it, yeah. in the junction mm-hmm. uh, called Lower JCT. We had clients purchase into... Uh, I don't know if anyone had anyone that purchased into the condos, but I did not. Uh, I had someone who actually bought some of the townhouses that are being built and they're under Lucky. construction right now. Yeah, gonna be beautiful. Um, great neighborhood. Yeah, I mean you have Henderson Brewing there. Drake Commissary is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's mu- really transforming. Yeah, the museum uh, Maka moving in. Museum of Canadian Contemporary oh. Art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're moving in there. Sweet. So it's going to be a vibrant little spot. Mm-hmm. And as we just said, Castle Point Numa just canceled kind of the centerpiece of yeah. its whole development, Museum Flash, which is going to be uh, home to 160 new residents. Mm-hmm. Or I think a- they sold about 150 units. Yeah. And purchasers weren't kind of, they weren't really given any direction as to what happened. Their deposits were returned to them. Yeah. Just... Given back. Given back because the developer said we were canceling the project Mm -hmm. because we didn't have all of our approvals in place and we didn't have all our financing in place. And there's some controversy on the topic. Some people are kind of pondering that maybe it's because they want to relaunch the project at higher prices because they sold it. um, At a much lower price point when the market wasn't that hot. It was about two years ago. I mean, the condo market right now, we're up well over 20% mm-hmm. in terms of rates. So I'm sure the developer sees these numbers and they're like, man, we sold this, exactly. this project for too low and we can make more money. And so naturally, the people who invested in the project are, are enraged. Priced out, yeah. right? So, I mean, and let's talk about out. that topic though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a stat that was put out there, I think only 9% of mm-hmm. projects. It's, um, yeah, it's 9%, I think, in the canceled. last in the la- year. Year, but over yeah. the last several years, it's like even less, it's 7% or something exactly. like that. Mm-hmm. The one thing with this though, and I mean, you have to see the details still, but they are going to offer uh, first right of refusal to- On the new to, project. Yeah, on the new project and also provide a discount. Now, it depends what that discount looks like. Yeah. I'm sure it's not going to be people purchasing at the same price per square foot as they yeah. did before. Yeah. But I'd be curious to see that. So, I mean- we can't say that the developer's trying to screw anyone over or anything like that. No. And I mean, the thing is, there's always inherent risk mm-hmm. with new development, unfortunately, yeah. right? Pre-construction, because pre-construction agreements are always written in favor of the developer. For sure. Where the developer sells something, they want to make sure that they are protected. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. They are taking a huge portion of the risk. Right? They are. Yeah, yeah, they are taking a bunch of risk. Um, not that you should feel sorry for developers no, no, in <laughs> any way. But, I mean, as a purchaser, you have to be aware of these risks, yeah. right? And, it, and you do need a lawyer to go over the agreements with you to 
make sure you understand all these risks. Yeah, and what what you're signing and what you're getting yourself. Let's touch on that yeah. later too. Yeah, um, but I mean, what can be done now to protect consumers a little bit? I think that's the question. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a it's terrible because I mean, not that this project is any different from others, but in this particular case, <laughs> in this location, the type of product it was a beautiful mid-rise building. Yeah, a lot of the people there were going to be end users. Right, it's not one of those buildings that was mostly sold to investors and stuff like that. There's a lot of people who were relying on this building to be completed, so yeah. they can actually live there. Right? Hey, there's Rick. Oh, nice. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rick. Shout out Rick at Maine in Maine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, in this case, there's a lot of I mean, young people looking to start a family, looking to put down roots in the junction. Yeah, it's that's honestly it's, yeah, so it's pretty, really sad. Right? Yeah, yeah it is. I put like we purchased at the plant and imagine that that happened to us. Yeah. Um, we're end users. We're so excited for our units. Um, so I mean, what could, could be done? I mean, one thought that I had right off the top of my head that I think the government could easy easily impose is not allowing developers to sell a project until the, appro- until there's approvals. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it boggles your mind, actually, that the mm-hmm. government already allows this, mm-hmm. right? And as a developer, yeah, I mean, I understand why they're playing the system because they're not going to get in trouble yeah. for selling something without approval. But there should be a rule in place that says you cannot sell until... a building until it's approved. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know it's not going to fix all of the cancellation issues, but in this case, a developer wouldn't be able to simply say, Here's your money back. Sorry. It's not approved. Yeah. We're gone, right? We're going to relaunch the project uh, at a new price mm-hmm. at a later date and make more money. Yeah, I would be so don't. The government shouldn't give them that out, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know what else there is. I mean, there's, I guess, there's a lot of other things you could do. Well, also, I think the. I, I don't know many projects by Castle Point Numa, but apparently this happened at another project that they had as well. Well, it actually happened in the junction. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, they had a, a building with Sterling Lofts yeah. um, that got launched years, years ago. I think it was back in 2012. Actually, we're talking about new development. We're going by the plant right yes. now. It's coming down. Oh, my and gosh. the old building's coming down. It's getting torn down. Wow. It's Beautiful. happening. So yeah. Almost um, so I think also the reputation of a developer. And you can look to your real estate agent um, on just the, the quality and timeliness of... The... Yeah, I mean, just do the due diligence, exactly. right? Just kind of see what the track record is for the developer, because if they've had stuff canceled in the past, that means they've done it before, they could potentially do it again. Exactly. Not to say another developer may not cancel a project, but if it's something that a developer is prone to, mm-hmm. uh, watch out for that. I mean, earlier this year and late last year, we saw the case of a de- developer <laughs> just going bankrupt with Urban Corp, right? Yes. Yeah. And people lost some of their deposits in mm-hmm. some of those cases. But there right? had been talk about Urban Corp. Going under, right? So yeah. that's another thing. Do heading, due diligence, in that di- right? heading in that direction. Seeing who the developer is, right? Yes. Making sure that uh, you know who they are mm-hmm. so you don't end up in a situation like this, yeah. right? Where you were relying on a developer to build your new home mm-hmm. and they don't execute on that, exactly. right? So uh, due, due diligence, get a realtor to do that due diligence for you. Uh, we're all quite proficient in new construction mm-hmm. uh, just because of where our office is located and stuff like that. So a realtor... And we'll who, give you our honest opinion on what we yeah. think of their, their existing projects. I mean, that's what we're paid to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you pay us to do is to do that due diligence and 
do as much as we can to make sure that you're uh, as protected as possible. I mean, you're never going to be able to catch everything. There's always going to be a little bit of risk with new development, but uh, at least to manage some of the risk, yeah, get a realtor, make sure a lawyer reviews the agreement, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll kind of lessen the risk a little bit, or make sure you understand the risk yeah. more than anything. And another key, and, and going back to the lawyer thing, like get a lawyer that is very, very familiar with pre-construction, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of great real estate lawyers out there and great lawyers out there and I understand you have a family connection or it's a lawyer used in the past yeah but if they don't understand pre-construction don't have that relationship mm -hmm. with developers and the um, sales offices that are working for the developers they don't know what to look for they don't know what to look for they don't know yeah exactly long agreement of purchase and sales that are so just loaded and they tend with, yeah yeah and they tend to um, scare sellers yeah. not that all of them do but some do scare seller or sorry not sellers buyers, buyers. Yeah. buyers yeah. and they walk away from deals that you know should have been a good deal of mm -hmm. course the agreements are going to be heavily favored to the buyer there or to the developer they're the ones that are preparing the agreements yep. they're lawyers um, but they're also the ones taking on a lot of the risks so I think to put uh, it simply I mean find a specialist and that kind of goes for everything in yeah. life yeah right you're not gonna have your your GP do a heart transplant we're gonna bring that up every podcast every single time find a specialist right um, get someone who knows new construction mm -hmm. they'll help protect you as much as possible mm -hmm. um, right. my mind's so, already moving on the King West pilot yeah let's let's move on because we're on Dundas right now yeah and you've taken so many side streets because Dundas is backed up. Queen is backed up. Right. Adelaide is backed up. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into let's get it. Let's get into it, okay? Let's just get ding, 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 ding. One quick break, and we're going to get into it in one second. about the King Street pilot. Quinn is going to get fired up. Mm. Just, to she, just to recap though. Yeah. So yeah, last yeah. week we talked about it. It was near the end of the podcast, so maybe not everyone got into it. Quinn is very much a um, city driver. A city driver mm -hmm. and not crazy about the King Street pilot. Josh is a hundred percent on board. Yep. Phil, myself, I'm about ninety-nine percent on board, provided that it is enforced. Alright, so Let's start off. Quinn, tell us why you're mad. So Wednesday morning, like I said, I shoot down King Street. It yep. takes me 10 minutes to get to um, the East End. This morning, in anticipation of the pilot, I left 10 minutes early. So mm -hmm. I gave myself 20 minutes to get there. And I showed up 10 minutes late, which means it took me half an hour to get there. Um, Just feel that anger in your voice. Yeah, I'm pissed. Because <laughs> I've been doing this for eight years. And... It's an adjustment. I know you said take the streetcar. I'm not taking the streetcar in the morning. Can we expand Wednesday on that? Morning. No. We will leave it. We'll, let's let that sit there for a second and continue. Okay. Um, Adelaide was backed up. It was down to two lanes. Yeah. Uh, I my first. Now was that the fault of the King Street pilot, or is that just bad? No, city? that's that's developer. It's developers. Nasty Anyways, there was two lanes on Adelaide. It was back to back. I wasn't moving. Yeah. I, first, I tried Front Street. Front Street was a mess. 
um, came up, tried to go down Adelaide, also a mess. So then took university and crossed over and tried to take Gerard and Gerard was even I was hoping that once I got north no, and out of it... You should have called me. Gerard's a, a f nightmare. Uh, I used to drive my kid to Ryerson camp in the summer. Yeah. And I would take Gerard. And I cursed myself every single time I did. So, Don't... half an hour later, got showed up late. Just not happy about it. Now, let me tell you a, a couple things with this. So... Number one, you started on Front Street, then you tried another street, then you tried another street. Well, so that probably added on to significant time right off the bat. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to take you longer. 100% yeah. it's going to take you longer. Yeah. It probably shouldn't take you half an hour longer. If you would have picked one street and stuck to it, chances are you would have been okay. I don't think so. But no. keep fill, in mind, fill with the fatherly advice. This is also only the second day that it's been yeah. fully implemented without a holiday. You're gonna find a way that works for you that gets you there in 20 minutes. And yes, it is gonna take 10 minutes longer. Mm -hmm. But let's look at the statistics. Yeah. $65,000. $65,000. <laughs> TTC riders take the King Street car every yeah. single day. Yeah. 20,000 so cars yeah. every day, mm -hmm. which is a third and also includes taxis and and oh, uh, delivery services, et cetera, et cetera. Huh? Yeah, okay. let's, let's go straight and see how backed up everything so, is. So, <laughs> yeah, it is probably going to take you 10, let's even call it 15 minutes extra every day on your commute. Whereas the 65, and that's maybe 12 to 15,000 drivers, let's call it. Yeah. The 65,000 TTC riders Had their are saving improved. about yeah. 30 to 45 minutes. So you're increasing productivity, you're increasing uh, quality of life because you're getting more time with your family or your loved ones or your dog or Oh my God, whoever. don't say, yeah. No, 100%. No, you're and also saving the, like over an hour of time. I used to commute out of the city every day mm -hmm. and it yeah. was like two hours of commuting and it was crazy. And my quality of life in living okay, in well, a much smaller place. Okay, well, if people are getting place, to spend more time with their families, Phil, I'm on board <laughs> for that, okay? All about the family. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, you're also helping the people who are most marginalized in the city, right? So you think of who is riding transit. Yeah, there's a lot of us, even people who make good money, they ride transit. But for the majority of the people who rely on transit as the main mode of transportation, they're people who are working part-time jobs, working multiple part-time jobs, making maybe working a full-time job and don't make the what the average living wages of but, in so Toronto, right? So think about a lot the of these people, people are living But are they living in this core pocket? 100%. We're about to drive by Alexandra Park right now. Well, so Alexandra Park yeah. uh, is an area of the city uh, they've been going through revitalization, which is great, Yeah. right? But a lot of the people who live there, they're new to Canada, they don't have roots here, they're kind of living paycheck to paycheck, they're trying to make a living to work their way up, or at least create a better life for their kids, right? So when their kids grow up, they go to school, they can kind of make that next jump, mm -hmm. right? Now for them, because they can barely afford the cost of living in this city, the only mode of transportation is transit. That's all they can take is transit, right? So you could have a single mother who's working two jobs, right? An extra 30 minutes on the way in and on the way out of her job is huge, especially to be able to get home 30 minutes earlier mm -hmm. to cook food for her kids or even try to help them with their homework or even just, just being there. 
right? Because I mean, with yeah. a lot of times kids, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you help them do, but it's just sometimes just being around them, right? 100%. I mean, just being there for them. And same thing in the morning. An extra 30 minutes in the morning would be huge for some of these people just to be with their kids. And even if they don't have kids, just to that little bit extra time if they're in school trying to study and be like an extra 30 minutes of studying. I still think it should huge. have been implemented in like time constraints or like during this certain time and this certain and time. Like I can't make out. I have to go right. Yeah. And that I don't disagree and with. And I'm sure yeah. they will look at that because I mean at the end of the day this is a pilot, right? Like I decided to take front because me going right onto Portland then down Wellington and then right up on like Bathurst looked like it was back to back but I think we all have to remember and I think even the people who are angry with this that it's a pilot right so they're testing it a out a one year pilot yeah but they still have to test it out right mm -hmm. I mean they have to kind of see what works and what doesn't work and we until the surprised. summer when like patios are out there yeah people are gonna love it it's all like the streets painted it's it looks eerie great. quiet it's like be... I got home last night at 9 30 and it was a dead zone there was nothing going on yeah i mean it's also i mean part of that is because they implemented this just as the yeah. temperature changed so yeah. it's kind of tough to to gauge kind of what this will look like like phil said in the summer when king street's a lot more vibrant mm -hmm. right where you can barely even fit onto the sidewalk because there's okay. so many people out um we'll see and Maybe. it is a pilot right i mean i Maybe i wouldn't be shocked and then that no no, no. i mean <laughs> like, no. i said we'll maybe we'll look at that so, and, that, and that's the point I was going to get to. It's that, and like, then we can talk about it. Everyone's angry, but it's actually kind of good that people are angry in a weird way because people are going to say, like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to take my car today because it was a nightmare. Yeah. If I live out in Mississauga or in Oakville, maybe I'll just take the GO train because I got here quickly and then it took me 45 minutes to get from the highway to my office. You know what? Maybe they'll say, you know, I'm just going to take transit today. Or someone else who even just lives in the city that typically mm -hmm. drives in yeah. says, you know what? It was such a nightmare to get downtown to my office. Maybe I'll just take the streetcar today because it's moving a lot quicker. And that's the whole point of this pilot, to get more cars off the road, more people thinking transit. Um, and I think it will have that, uh, that effect. And I really hope that, I mean, so far it looks like the streetcars are moving really well it oh, it's, does. and the people it who does. do take transit they're loving this yeah right of course it's cutting. And, and they're not packed like they're the streetcars are flying by yeah and they people are actually they're not like packed in there like sardines exactly i did notice that yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they make a few changes to it like one great suggestion that quinn just had is maybe off peak times they allow a few people to yeah. go through i wouldn't be surprised if they did something let me like go that. straight down king at 7 30 in the morning yeah maybe not that early but i could see like between like midnight and 6 a.m yeah right just allowing people to go through because i mean there's not that much traffic on king anyway right just allowing traffic to go through that could be easily implemented but i think for the time being keeping the pilot as is seeing what works what doesn't work is great okay and i think it's just kind of and i mean we talked about this in the office i think the bigger issue with all this is just king street and a lot of other arterial roads downtown should actually have subways, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, this is probably a topic for another day, but we have, like, this brutal politic, political system where we are building subways out in the suburbs that go essentially nowhere, that serve almost nobody. I shouldn't say that because people in Scarborough also Ching -ching. deserve massive transit, but King Street is a nightmare. <laughs> Right? And people who live in the suburbs who work downtown will end up taking that subway as well, right? Yeah. So, uh, we can talk about that another day, but yeah, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of debate over mm -hmm. it. And, uh, I mean, it sucks, 
right? Especially for those of us like Quinn, who's trying to make a difference, right? And feeding the, the kids. I just love my kids so much. Um, but the kids' parents probably take the streetcar. Yeah. Into the offices up downtown, right? So it's a little bit of give and take. And I think it'll all, I mean, it's only been a few days in, right? So traffic is extra bad. Yeah. Um, like I mean, right now, right. Uh, Richmond, One. and they shut down a lane during mm -hmm. the King Street pilot, which doesn't help. Fine, <laughs> <Right. Lying> through, though. <laughs> We're right. actually removed. We're on Richmond, and we haven't been slow at all. So, um, it's also eleven forty-five. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. No. I think we're good. So I want to actually shut out our website, though. Oh yeah. Everyone's got to check out our website. We're gonna have a ton of amazing. Hey, don't laugh. No, it's great. It is great. <laughs> I'd like to fend you. Um, we have some amazing articles. Some great articles in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah, there's an article where I mean, I've heard some rumors that Drake might be going after that city planner job. That's right. Yeah. The rumor starts here. It starts now. <laughs> You're gonna see Drake run for that position. Check out the website. Check out the website. More. Exactly. Right. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye.